0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 24th of August. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, of course, you can always pause the slides here and read the disclaimer in full. If you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can always head on over to MarcusToday.com.au and read the disclaimer there in full. And of course, sign up for a free trial there as well if you're not yet a member and you're listening to this for free. All right. Well, we had another down night on the Dow, but not quite such a uh, exaggerated move for the us markets uh, back once again to a fairly tight range in the dow only around 300 odd points uh, closing down 154 points or 0.47% 32910 uh, the nasdaq unchanged and the s&p 500 In the middle for Diddle, as is its want. Down 0.22, two little ducks, down nine points. 41.29, the VIX index sneaking higher, 1.3% higher to 24. SPY futures showing a gain of 15, but given that we've fallen over 150 points in the last couple of days, hardly a surprise that we're seeing a bit of a gain there overnight. So uh, we'll wait and see whether that uh, continues to push through today. But looking at commodities Uh, In terms of Brent crude, a bit of a blip up in the oil price after Saudi Arabia said that uh, they may be easing back on production. Uh, I think they get the feeling that $100 oil is where they want it to be, not $90 oil. So up $3.74 or 3.88% to $100.22. WTI, $93.74, up $3.51, 3.89%. U.S. gold had a good night last night up 0.73% $12.80 $17.61.20. iron ore up 55 cents had a better day in uh, asian trade yesterday as well up 0.53% 10492 and the aussie dollar 6925 in other commodities last night we saw copper up 0.8 nickel having a nasty night down 2.73 but that can be Quite volatile. Aluminium up 1.1, zinc down 0.4, lead down 0.6, tin down 0.3%. But that didn't stop the miners, which were looking pretty good last night in international trade. BHP ADRs were up 2.6%. Rio up 3.7%. Looking across to some of the other ones, we had Freeport up 6.5%. Alcara up 5.6%. Good results from them. Tech up 4.7%. Anglo up 3.2%. Glencore up 2.8%. Vale having a Screamer up 7.8%. And Albemarle kicking on with Lithium up 1.93%. There. So that bodes well for our commodity sector today. Uh, we have seen that commodity sector holding up very, very well compared to the banks. And we did see U.S. 10 years push through uh, 3%, 3.057 uh, last night. So uh, some nerves there. In terms of the U.S. market there, you can see it was a bit of a higgledy-piggledy kind of day. A thin trading day as well. Uh, not huge amounts of volume and a pretty narrow range. We have had uh, Nvidia coming out, uh, their results are coming out after hours, so that could be interesting for the tech sector, but generally once again it was worries about what Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell is going to say on Friday at Jackson Hole, whether we're going to see a reset there of that pivot, and uh, of course US results trickling through at the moment, but nothing in great shakes, but it is continuing to be a nervous US at the moment. Those bond yields through 3%, not really helping matters. In some of the stocks, Apple down 0.2, Meta down 1.2, Google down 0.3, Microsoft down 0.5, Amazon up 0.3, Tesla up 2.3, and the banks across the board, uh, JP Morgan down 1%, Citigroup down 0.6, Goldman's down 0.6, Bank of America down 0.9, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, down 2.8%, and Twitter down 7.3% there. So no love for Twitter at the moment. Bitcoin did steady a little bit last night as well, uh, back up to 21,471. As far as major stories go, um, U- Europe has curtailed nearly 40% of fertilised production capacity on higher energy costs. And we did get those rumbles out of OPEC+, Plus with the Saudis talking about making production cuts And OPEC Plus may make more production cuts cuts should Iranian oil return to the market. And uh, the House GOP, which is the great old party or the Republican Party lawmaker, has demanded that Congress (coughs) be given the chance to review its Iranian nuclear deal agreement. U.S. natural gas prices top $10 per million BTUs, that's British thermal units, highest since the commodity price boom, of 2008 and day ahead power prices hit Europe record highs in Europe weak wind power forecast Europe is struggling uh, with climate change issues at the moment drought weak wind as well uh, affecting uh, renewables drought affecting hydro some rivers have dried up completely some Italian lakes have dried up completely it is a one in 500 year drought event, and of course that increases the prospect for wildfires as well, which can also have a very detrimental effect on energy, taking down power lines and that sort of thing. So it could be a nasty winter for Europe. Uh, Biden is set to announce a $10,000 student loan forgiveness plan on Wednesday. Nothing like stimulating the economy. Moderna plans to file data to US regulators to, on booster shots targeting latest Omicron variants. And the Coinbase CEO is this company looking at further cost cuts after cutting head count by 18% in June. And allegations by former Twitter security chief could help Elon Musk avoid buying Twitter. It's probably the worst case of due diligence anyone's ever seen. Thought bubble, uh, let's buy a company, let's buy Twitter. And then serious buyer's remorse in that one. Intel and Brookfield Infrastructure Partners partner to fund a $30 billion semi-fabrication plant in Arizona. Semi-fabs, of course, is semiconductors, chips, So part of the Biden build back better infrastructure reduction inflation plan is uh, building more critical and strategic infrastructure in the U.S. What to expect today? Well, our market was showing up 15. We did have some pretty lousy couple of days to kick off the week. Results, of course, will be in focus, but we're down 150 points in two days. So you would expect to see a little bit of a bounce today. Commodity stocks uh, have been holding the line and have been doing relatively well, especially BHP, which has been holding up very well. Of course, remember, they are ex-dividend next week. $2.47, 1st of September. So that is possibly one reason why BHP have held up remarkably well as people still very attracted to that big dividend. Of course, it is a big yield, fully franked as well. So that is helping the market. But certainly some of the uh, resource stocks overseas last night and BHP and ADRs point to a pretty robust resource sector still. Uh, although we have seen weakness in banks and industrials. But it will be about results again today and broker reactions. Certainly seeing some downgrades coming through for some of the uh, companies that reported yesterday. Not seeing too many upgrades, to be quite honest. Reporting today, we've got the likes of uh, Airtasker, APA Pipelines, Kohl's, uh, Dominoes, which has come out already. Uh, ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra, Jeff Lynn, uh, they're reporting today they are also out already. Uh, we've got uh, Luca out already, Tabcorp out already, and Worley, WiseTech, Universal Stores, Polynovo. The market says zip. I say no. I think that zip is out tomorrow, uh, but we'll see. Uh, in other news, we've got the RBA, Jonathan Kearns, speaking today. And private sector business activity in the U.S. contracted for a second straight month in August. Over in Europe, which is struggling with these massively increased power prices, and last night uh, I saw on CNBC there is one house, I think it's Citi, that is predicting UK inflation to go to 18% next year. Bear in mind, interest rates in the UK are 1.75%, that's the official Bank of England rate, 18%. There is another broken house, invest, Investment Bank or Economic uh, Advisor, saying that maybe... We would see 7% interest rates in the UK to counter that inflation, which would absolutely decimate the housing market. So, uh, oncoming uh, or incoming PM Liz Truss has got her work cut out. Of course, tax cuts will probably be the answer there. So, stocks 50 up 0.2, FTSE down 0.6, DAX down 0.3, and CAC down 0.3. So, not too much. Uh, pessimism in Europe despite the high energy prices Uh, but uh, certainly it's not looking too good. 10-year yields in the US 3.04 Australia has been creeping up now 3.57% Germany 1.31% interestingly Italy is nearing 5% 4.86% for their 10-year yields. That's one of the reasons why the ECB has been slow to react. Remember, inflation in the European Union is approaching 10% across the 27 nations, but the ECB has been very aggressive and has moved interest rates to zero to counter that. And part of the reason for that is that the weaker southern Mediterranean states like Italy, uh, with 4.86% 10 year yields, is showing the divergence between the strength of Germany and France. And the weakness of places like Italy. In results today, ELO Jeff Lynn's mob has annualised recurring revenue of 108.2 million for the 2022 financial year, which is up 29%. Dominoes will buy the local Domino's equivalents in Malaysia, Singapore, and Cambodia for 214 million dollars. Good to see Dominoes expanding with their stuffed crust option in Asia. And uh, the results out today look a little bit underwhelming. The stock has been on the nose, and TLC sees a four percent, four point three percent loss of revenues to two point four billion. TLC is the lottery corp. And Luca has doubled their dividend and their NPAT of three sixty nine million. And Seven Group out as well, very early fourteen point four percent increase in NPAT to five seventy seven point three, and the IFM InfoMedia. Takeover seems to be down to the end game. I think $1.75 is the current bid. They're trading at one fifty odd. Uh, due diligence expected to wrap up soon. And rumours are that Woolworths is set to exit its Endeavor group holding completely. Woolies holds around 14% still of Endeavor. Endeavor had a bit of a shocking day yesterday, down 12.3%. Maybe part of the reason for that was the uh, Woolworth stake was being shopped around, or at least talked about. We'll wait and see how that one pans out. As far as question of the day goes today, what factor gives you the most cause for optimism on the ASX at the moment? If you're looking at the bull case for the market, what factor's giving you the most cause for that case at the moment? In Henry's take today, just running through some of the bear case, scenarios, some of the bear factors at play at the moment, and the list was getting quite long and a bit scary, so uh, I've maybe curtailed that list a little bit, not putting in all the bear factors, but so what is giving you the most cause for optimism on the ASX 200? Reporting season has been okay generally, but we are starting to see a, a few, let me say, a few downgrades coming through in the market this morning for some of the companies that have reported in the last few days. So uh, that is starting to appear. Uh, They're going from things like underperform or rather outperform to neutral, those sorts of moves. Nothing massively aggressive, but just, I guess, uh, getting a little bit cautious with some of those recommendations. So what factors give you the most cause for optimism on the ASX 200? love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that. All right, well, thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. It's a great group, 3,800 members on the group. Mostly uh, we don't get too much spam, although a few have been creeping in, uh, unfortunately, in the last couple of days. So uh, I've done my best to block and uh, get rid of those, block those members forever. So um, hopefully trying to keep that a useful uh, forum for members to exchange ideas and for us to uh, interact with members. Now, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can head on over to the Marcus Strategy podcast, of course, which is our fly-on-the-wall morning meeting. Now, this is behind a paywall, and I have put in Henry's tape today. The instructions, the simplified instructions for you to sign up and to keep abreast of that podcast. We have put it behind a paywall. We didn't want to give away all the goodies uh, for free to non-members, so members only get exclusive access to that Marcus Strategy Podcast, and Marcus is back on deck today, so it's sure to be an interesting podcast today. So I'd urge you to follow the instructions and uh, make sure that you uh, bookmark that podcast. If you're listening on a podcast and you want to hear more on the Couch podcast, that is free, as is the end of day, as is the breakfast briefing. And recently I sat down with Dr. Leslie Chung from imugene imu and chatted all things oncology all things italian and all things art history as well so a really interesting and wide-ranging chat with leslie who's a delightful lady so that's it from me today thanks very much for listening and may the trading gods be with you